This is Learning Innovation, the teaching and learning podcast, also known as LittlePod. We are created by Lethbridge College's Centre for Teaching, Learning and Innovation, located in Lethbridge, Alberta, Canada, on the traditional lands of the Blackfoot Confederacy. In the spirit of equity, diversity and inclusion, and Nitsitapi Simstan, or real thinking, we play host to a spectrum of guests from the teaching and learning community. As we highlight and explore innovation in education, we hope to kindle warm conversations, expand perspectives, and foster lasting partnerships today, tomorrow, and beyond. The future of learning starts now. Okay, and welcome to episode number 40 of The Little Pod. Our guests today are both from Lethbridge College. We have Career Development Coordinator Sienna Uglum and Multimedia Production Instructor Tanya Weeder. We'll be diving into the student core competencies, learning what they are, how they work, and why they're essential in equipping learners for greater professional success, especially considering the Alberta government's initiative, Alberta 2030, Building Skills for Jobs. Welcome, Tanya and Sienna. Thanks for having me, Donna. Hi, thank you for having me. So, Sienna, can you give us an overview of the student core competencies? Yeah, so the student core competencies can be described as skills all students at Lethbridge College develop in addition to knowledge and skills gained in their area of subject matter expertise. Lethbridge College has seven student core competencies, career and personal development, global citizenship, communication, innovation, problem solving, critical thinking, and teamwork and collaboration. The college has had some form of skills recognition for many years. Prior to being known as the Student Corps Competencies, they were known as the 21st Century Skills. And when and why were they developed? So they, the current iteration of the Student Corps Competencies were developed in 2018 to provide students with a common language to describe the skills they are developing inside and outside of the classroom. And are the student core competencies, are they unique to Lethbridge College? So the student core competencies themselves are unique to Lethbridge College, but other post-secondary institutions do have their own iteration of skills relevant to their uh, institution. Tanya, from your perspective as an instructor, can you share how you use the student core competencies? Yeah, I'd love to. So um, I've been at the college for a long time. So I've been working in the program for 20 years. So as this initiative came up, I've saw it, you know, evolve out of the, uh, what was it called again before? The 21st century century skills. Yeah, that's right. So uh, and then evolve into those core competencies. One thing that I consistently saw were that students weren't recognizing these skills in themselves, especially when they started going out into the job industry and um, learning to market themselves and that sort of thing. So knowing that these were kind of like those universal skills that were employers wanted across all the uh, like all the things that we do here at the college, um, I wanted to help the students recognize that they do these things because these are things that they're doing like in every project that they're doing basically in multimedia. So I wanted a way to showcase that alongside of helping them know that this initiative existed at the college at all. So um, in my design class, uh, which is a first year, second semester design class that they take in multimedia production, um, 
I brought an experience in where they are designing several pieces across different types of mediums. And I wanted them, you know, some of those design type skills that they're building was learning how to bring a recognizable, you know, kind of campaign or visual language to all those pieces. So students were developing a poster, so a print poster um, that was large scale, so bigger than things that they'd really printed before. Then adding an augmented reality layer on top of the poster, which is an animation they develop in their animation class, um, basically an animated version of that poster, but then creating that um, as an augmented layer. And then also taking all of those ideas and um, bringing it to social media posts. So, you know, we were doing these kind of design things before, and then I thought, okay, well, how can I tie that maybe more in with these competencies? So, um, Basically, what we do is I assign one of the competencies to each of the students. Um, they do the training modules that the college has greatly provided on the student hive. So they work through those modules and really deep dive what that particular competency is. So they really learn about communication or what does it mean to be a good collaborator. Um, and then they are going to represent that competency through all those different modes. Um, at the beginning, and kind of trying to build off of that career development and the problem solving and critical thinking, like several of those um, those pieces, we have representatives from the Center for Teaching, Learning and Innovation come into the classroom. They explain what the initiative is and some of those pain points in terms of communicating that to other um, other students, like their own, the, the target market being like their own population of students. Um, so they learn, you know, this is what the problem is. And okay, how can we use these different pieces, the the poster, the animation and AR, the social media posts to reach out to those particular students. And these are all very much skills that are needed in industry as designers and multimedia professionals. Um, and certainly capture a lot of these core competencies and then put it into practice. So they're, they, they research, they learn about it, they're building those professional skills, they're learning how to communicate it visually, they're critically thinking through the problem of that pain point and how to best represent it, they're problem solving, they're innovating with AR. So it's kind of like um, uh, embodies a lot of those um, in the learning experience as well as uh having them work through those and understanding that because then it becomes and I've seen since we started doing this it becomes something that they a language that they speak more on their resumes and on their LinkedIn profiles and that sort of thing because they better understand like what what is this all about and why should I care about it as well. Wow, there's so many layers to yeah. <laughs> that project. Um, yes. You know, I can see where, you know, it it. Uh, it's a great way to promote the student core competencies, but also having your students really embody them and understand them. Yeah. And, you know, like the whole um, experience, learning experience takes about a month to work through. And um, I break it into what I call sprints, um, which is also a thing we do in industry where we break these bigger, more complex projects into to shorter little sprints. So they do their research and come back and they've got some ideas. Then we just focus on the poster. Um, at 
that point, we have some great partners who are graphic designers that come in and give students uh, in small groups uh, critique on their posters. So these are professional designers. They're giving critique on how to elevate that poster design. Then the students go away and apply that feedback. Um, Because sometimes, you know, as students, they get their grade and some comments, but it's like after the fact. So they don't even really get to apply that. So, so they apply the feedback and then they start working on some of the other pieces and they meet back up with the designers and the designers then get to see how that evolved, how they applied that feedback and then give them some more targeted um, feedback, maybe on their social media posts or animation. So there's this kind of like can because it is a big project and it could feel very overwhelming to students if I was to teach everything and then here, go do all those things, right? Um, But having it broken down into these shorter sprints and having those touch points with professionals um, and allowing them to apply that feedback, the quality of the work and the thinking that goes and the visual communication that goes into that just like skyrockets every time that they have that meeting with the designers. That's really fantastic. And so this is a question um, I'll throw out open to both of you. Um, Why are the student core competencies so important for learners to um, develop for their careers? So I think it's important for learners to develop the student core competencies for their careers because this is going to act as the foundation for them moving forward. So it doesn't matter if they're in an entry-level role, if they're mid-career, or they're towards the end maybe as a manager or perhaps the CEO of a company. These are all going to be skills that will carry them throughout. You know, communication is foundational to really everything that we do and all of the other skills that we have. And so as students develop these, they're not only helping themselves get their first job, they're helping themselves develop their employability for their entire careers. Yeah, I'm going to actually jump in and Mm kind of dive off of that um, because I couldn't agree more. And I think the other thing that's um, really important about the Student Core Competency Initiative is that students are already doing those things in their programs, like kind of across the board here at the college. So whether you're in welding or uh, multimedia, learning to communicate and collaborate and innovate and problem solve, like, or critically think through a problem like this, I always end up picking analogies that I know nothing about. This engine isn't working. So like, what are the bits that uh, those steps that I can critically think through to to get to that solution, whether it's that or I'm coding a game or whatever, like it's that those are things they're doing anyway, but they don't necessarily, they think more about the hard skills they're developing. I think um, generally students do, especially when they're doing that, getting out into the industry and like chasing that career uh, of their dreams that they want to cultivate. So is it more about helping them to understand and and kind of recognize and articulate these these skills that they're developing? Definitely. Mm -hmm. I think that, you know, like it is kind of a, I would say it's both sides of the coin a little bit because Absolutely. It is articulating and learning to communicate that. And then also, I think the on the instructor side, the interesting thing is maybe we've been doing these things, but we also maybe aren't as aware of them as well. And to kind of point students to like, this is an outcome of this assessment that maybe you haven't thought about because you're working in a team instead of focusing on just the final product well, what can we do to help support you to understand that 
collaboration um, and how to do that better as well instead of just focusing on the end point. So I think it kind of works on both sides of the coin. (laughs) So Alberta 2030, Building Skills for Jobs, is a 10-year strategy for post-secondary education in Alberta to help learners develop the skills, knowledge, and competencies to succeed in their lifelong pursuits. Sienna, how do the Student Corps competencies support this government initiative? Well, the Student Corps competencies support this plan by providing students with overt exposure to the skills they need to maintain employability regardless of the state of the labour market. I wanted to read a short excerpt from the plan. So it states, stakeholders agree that the post-secondary education system plays a crucial role in education as a whole, and it's essential to prepare learners for careers. As such, it should focus on broadly applicable skills, such as critical thinking, problem solving, leadership, and communication, end quote. So I believe that this demonstrates very well why the student core competencies are so important. It's, you know, they're going to be learning a lot of that knowledge and those, um, career-specific expertise in their classrooms. But then, as we've been talking about throughout this conversation, the student core competencies then provide that framework to really demonstrate to students that these aren't just things that we're saying are important. This has actual, it's it's very applicable based on the uh, excerpt from the uh, Alberta 2030 uh, plan. And so I think that as we kind of move towards um, the end of that plan and as we work through it, uh, I think students are going to see even more so how this is applicable, particularly as our economy is changing in this province. And there will be a lot of need for flexibility. And I believe that the the student core competencies provide the foundation to be flexible. So perhaps you, you know, went to school for a particular program and after five years, maybe there's a shift in the economy or what is, you know, um, the job that are available. And so having these student core competencies allows a student to be really flexible and then transfer or transfer into a new industry, perhaps using the student core competencies as the foundation. So, you know, as we've been saying, it doesn't really matter what industry you're in. Communication is going to still be important. Critical thinking is going to be important and it won't really matter as much how you've done it. But if you have that language to describe how you've utilized your communication skills or your critical thinking skills in the past, you'll then be able to demonstrate to an employer just how you can then utilize those skills in their industry or in their business as well. Yeah, that's interesting. I'm reading this book right now by, I had to look it up because I couldn't remember the author, uh, by David Epstein. It's called Range, Why Generalists Triumph in a Specialized World. And it really looks at how kind of building skills across a wide domain, and I think that's kind of where these uh core competencies fit in Um, these really like generalist skills like we know you know like how to collaborate and communicate and all that that those then uh, help support you and um, aren't limited by the current state of technology or um, just like where we are now but can extend to where our imagination and innovation takes us in the future and What type of response have you both seen from employers to the student core competencies? So I would, you know, say that 
the response can be seen in kind of twofold. So first, um, without this being necessarily a response, but um, I think us responding to employers, I look at job postings all of the time. And when I look at what skills are being required, it is communication, it is critical thinking, it is collaboration and teamwork. These are the skills that they're requiring. And so I think that by equipping our students with these skills and the language to articulate these skills, that will set us apart from other institutions. On the other hand, uh, I've heard from a lot of employers that while students from Lethbridge College have exceptional skills, particularly related to the programs that they're graduating from, sometimes students do struggle to articulate these skills and just really explain to the employer how they've developed these skills. And so student core competencies ultimately is the answer. I've only had a few conversations with employers directly related to the student core competencies. And based on those conversations, they were really excited about it and happy that we are instilling the language into our students that they need to be able to explain this. But I think that moving forward, as we continue to um, grow the student core competencies and really uh, elevate it within the community, the response to that will only increase positively. Mm-hmm, yeah. Um I was just reflecting on the question, and I think that, um, you know, sometimes the nuance of, like I'm thinking, especially in multimedia, the nuance of how uh, the technical side of things happens within a company, um, you know, they if students have the baseline, they can teach and kind of, um, you know, guide them in the way that they apply that. But it's those things like the cultural fit, the the knowing how to collaborate, how to set goals together and work towards it and communicate that and talk to clients and things like that, especially on the like enabling the student to communicate that well, um, that those are the things that employers often are looking for. Like they know everybody coming out generally has those skills, but it it's those soft skills that they are um, that help um, students stand apart when they're looking for employment. Particularly as the market becomes more and more automated and there's going to be more of a focus on being able to use those people skills. And so being able to. I think have the confidence for students that they do have those skills is also going to be really important because often when students come into my office to work on, say, their resume or a cover letter or prep for an interview, they feel very insecure about the skills that they've developed because they just don't realize that these are skills they've been developing the whole time. And I think that being able to kind of give them that confidence that they do have these skills and that it's not something that they have to go and necessarily develop. Of course, they need to continue to work on building these skills, but it's not something that they have to start from scratch uh, from that they do, you know, for example, working in a team or giving a presentation are all things that are developing these skills. And I think that that confidence piece is often what's missing when students are going to articulate this to employers. They just don't understand that they have really been developing them for a long time, even prior to their time here at Lethbridge College. Yeah, in the creative industries, we call it imposter syndrome, where they think, oh, well, I, you know, I don't, I, I don't feel like I have that, or I, I feel like I'd be a braggart if I say that, or I, I don't, I'm not that good, I don't want to talk about myself that way. But mainly because they kind of underestimate or don't give them credit, give themselves credit enough for what they have learned on that, that side of things. Yes. Absolutely. 
Yeah, those are some great points. Yeah, that really makes sense. So this next question, again, is for either one of you. So if, for example, I was a student entering the multimedia production program at Lethbridge College. Um, well, welcome. Yes, I'm so excited. <laughs> How do the student core competencies work? How do I go about collecting them? Yeah, so there is, um, and this is something that our student, like my design students work through when they're in the um, in the first sprint of that experience. There is online modules that, um, in something called the Student Hive. So these online modules that students take um, and they work through and they learn about it and they kind of prove their competency. Um, so for the first level um, of... Uh, the, the first level of understanding of those competencies, um, they can do that module and they earn a badge. And that digital badge could be used on places like their LinkedIn accounts to kind of show to um, employers that they've gained that competency. Even the more long-term uh, benefit, though, is that they understand what that is what, once they're done. Um, like the badge is an, a nice uh, takeaway, but I think the understanding of what the, that competency is is the the important bit. Another way that students can go about uh, earning badges is outside of the classroom. So there is a an option for students to submit a self-assessment through the Hive in something called Dropbox, uh, where students are able to look at some of the things they've been doing outside of the classroom. So perhaps they're part of a student club, maybe they're in student government, maybe they do some volunteering, and they are able to see that they are utilizing these uh, competencies. And so students can fill out the self-assessment. I believe in the next little while, there will be an option for students to actually view the rubric that they will be assessed on and then provide some context behind how they believe they've been utilizing and developing this skill. So maybe, for example, they... um, are part of the student government and they have been planning events for uh, students here on campus. And so they want to demonstrate perhaps their uh, critical thinking skills or their global citizenship skills. And so they will provide an example of what they specifically uh, were doing that would develop those skills. They would submit it through the Dropbox and then somebody from the CTLI team uh, will kind of go through those uh, submissions and uh, assess it based on the rubric that's provided to students. And then either they're awarded a badge or they are given then feedback on how they can continue to hone that skill until they uh, have kind of mastered the uh, skill at uh, one of the uh, levels. Um, And then when they do that, then they're awarded that badge that, uh, as Tani was saying, they can apply to their resume, uh, to their LinkedIn profile. And then they also then are provided with a specific example that they can, you know, use in an interview uh, of them demonstrating that skill. Oh, that's great. It sounds like there's a lot of opportunities for students to um, demonstrate their achievement. Yes, definitely. So here's an, another another question for both of you. Um, can you think of a moment um, or maybe a story when a student demonstrated significant improvement in a student core competency? Yeah, so I am fortunate enough to work with some of our student ambassadors. And this has really been a great um, learning opportunity for me to really see how students develop the student core competencies over time. And so something that our ambassadors do is give campus tours. And so as part of the uh, hiring process for the ambassadors, they give us a campus tour. just the things that they think would be uh, most uh, interesting to prospective students. And so watching the students um, when they first interview uh, for the student ambassador role and then develop their 
particularly their communication skills um, throughout the year and just how they go from maybe not having that confidence in their communication to the way that they are able to then give uh, these tours by the end of their year with us or perhaps longer. It's been really amazing to see how they've grown and how the confidence has developed and then how based on, you know, even conversations with myself or other people that are working with the ambassadors, how they're then able to see or use the language um, of, say, communication or um, problem solving skills, you know, if they're asked a, a, maybe a difficult question on the tour and how they are able to then talk about themselves and then, you know, write in their resumes how they um, have described those skills for themselves. So you're really seeing that development. Yes, definitely. And I think the, the confidence in this skill is the other thing, too, is just how they're really shy and nervous at the beginning. And then by the end, it's as if they've been doing tours their whole lives. Well, that's wonderful. And is there a, a particular student core competency that um, you enjoy seeing them develop? Well, you might be able to guess, but definitely communication. I believe that communication is really foundational to all of the other uh, core competencies. And so when I see a student develop uh, their communication skills or when I you know, hear about different opportunities that students have to demonstrate their communication skills in the classroom, that really gives me it just really makes me excited because I know that they are going to be well on their way to being very confident and knowledgeable in all of the other competencies as well. And Tanya, what about for you? Yeah, so it's, uh, you know, every year it's amazing seeing students come into the program and leave the program and see it like that growth arc during the uh, during their time. But um, another experience that we've brought to um not only multimedia production, but also to our digital communications and media program is the Tech Connect Challenge. So this is, we had our eighth annual version of that this year. So we partner um, with Tech Connect in town, which is um, a technology incubator, and they help a lot of local entrepreneurs get off the ground. So um, we make these collaborative groups between with some multimedia and some communication students on them. Um, so it's a mix of the two programs. Um, and then we uh, Tech Connect helps bring in an outside entrepreneur that has some real world problems as well. So they come in and talk about those pain points and, you know, some sort of barrier to the growth of their business. Um, and then these collaborative groups work together to make a strategy that would help this entrepreneur tackle those pain points. Um, and then they have to make all the creative for that pitch in a five hour production period. So they're making... And it's kind of up to them how they want to tackle it. So it might be, um, you know, uh, social media marketing or it might be uh, some sort of innovative VR uh, idea or an animation that helps like educate their clients or whatever it is that helps um, helps that particular entrepreneur. Um, and so they have five hours to build all of that. So they're collaboratively working together. They're communicating to decide what that strategy is and who's doing what 
piece. They got to make a pitch deck and practice that. And then at the end of that um, production period, they're pitching their idea to a panel of entrepreneurs and marketing professionals. Um, so it's like the super intense and real world application of their skills, because generally people in our two industries work together um, out in the field. So they're getting that practice. And the interesting thing talking about growth is students going into that experience every year are fretful. They're worried. They don't like, I, how can I do that? How I'm going to like pitch it to these professionals and there's going to be media people there. And like, I've never done anything like that before. And the actual entrepreneur sitting there and, you know, like, and I don't, don't know these people. Like there's all this kind of like, um, worry heading into the experience. And then as they start working through that, there's like almost like a calm that comes and they're like, okay, I've got this. Like, I know this stuff actually, like all that stuff I've been learning over the last two years, like it's like coming together and then they pitch it. And then at the end of the day, they're so jazzed about it. And like, like they, they report in their the reflections all the time about how much their, like their self-efficacy and all of those, like, oh, I can pitch, I can work with other people. I like, I, I can do this. Um, they just feel like, okay, I'm ready to do that in my career now. And so even though it's only kind of over a few weeks, you really see like, that their confidence in themselves across several of these domains really like is again, like ramps up really significantly because they're applying those specific things in a, you know, feels like a real world scenario or it is a real world scenario, but it's not when their reputation or their money of their own business, that sort of stuff is on the line. So a safe environment to practice those kinds of competencies as well. Sounds like a great opportunity for the students. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, a wonderful, relevant, real-world project. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, Sienna, as educators, um, what do educators need to work on going forward to better integrate the student or to integrate the student core competencies into their curriculum? Well, I think that, you know, as Tanya mentioned, they're all, it's already integrated, really. It's just more about having those overt conversations around what skills being developed. So I think that perhaps some ways that we could go about doing that is, you know, working with instructors uh, to create um, different assignments or assessments that will focus more specifically on the skill being developed and then having conversations with students about why this is important for employability, but also within the industry. Because I do think that, you know, like I've been saying, all of these skills are so important. Uh, I think some other things that can perhaps be, or other things that can be happening is as somebody that is like a champion for the student core competencies, having more conversations with um, faculty around the skills that we're seeing coming up in job postings and why this is you know, equally as critical to student learning and having these uh, conversations with students um, because these are the skills that are being directly asked for by um, industry. And so I think that maybe just bringing it to the forefront um, will help uh, kind of push the conversation forward. I mean, there's so much that faculty have to be thinking about all the time and there's so much content to go through. And so I can appreciate that, you know, it's just another thing that has to be talked about. But perhaps if there's a way that, you know, maybe, you know, myself or uh, within CTLI, we can create more resources just to um, 
help instructors kind of guide those questions or conversations in the uh, classroom will really help because I think right now just a barrier is how much they already have to cover um, and how much like industry specific information um, and assessments need to take place. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it kind of comes back to what we were saying about students too, where they're already doing it, right? But making it like easily digestible by faculty as well. So it's not like, oh, here's another thing you have to do. But here is something that we are seeing as important to employability and just to highlight it in what you're doing now instead of like, here's another thing you've got to teach and fit in. But how can you, whether it's just like, uh, I always have like an objectives outline for each of my assessments. So maybe it's just like phrasing it in there so it becomes more overt. Or um, so it's not just like another thing you got to do, but here's just like a way to tweak the language potentially um, so that students understand that they are doing that already. Totally. Because I think that sometimes, you know, a student is writing a paper or studying for an exam and they're not thinking about, oh, I'm, you know, practicing my time management skills or I'm practicing my collaboration skills. And just exactly like just having that, you know, in the course outlines or maybe in an an, an assignment outline uh, would just really help connect the dots for students. Because when I'm sitting with them and, you know, highlighting to them that, you know, you've been working on these skills, like by studying for your exam or writing a paper, they're like, oh, oh yeah, I guess I am. And so I don't think it'll like take a lot. I think, yeah, it's just kind of having those, yeah, even in like the course outline, just right there. And then maybe just saying as you're prepping for an exam, so, you know, you are, you know, utilizing your collaboration and teamwork skills right now. Yeah. So it sounds like for both students and instructors, mm-hmm. helping them understand that that this is occurring already. Mm-hmm. Right. It's not like a make work project or something else you have to do. It's just highlighting these skills as those like core employability uh, skills for across all the programs. Totally. I think that when students are, say, applying for a job and they're competing against uh, other students that are coming maybe out of the same program and so a lot of their foundational knowledge is the same, Mm -hmm. it's these student core competencies and how they've been developed and how they've utilized these skills that can really set them apart from other candidates that are applying. And then just, you know, again, equipping them with the language and with the confidence that they have these and how they have demonstrated these to be able to articulate within, say, their resume or within their, you know, interview, the language to convince the employer that they are the right person for the job because of these skills that they have. Allowing them to communicate it, which is one (laughs) of the (laughs) confidence. So, um, Tanya, you mentioned about the poster project. Um, and are there other up and coming student core competency projects um, that either one of you would like to talk about? Um, well, I, I'm actually uh, deep in the uh in that particular project right now. So we're just wrapping it up on Wednesday. Um, something that we kind of brought, like extended this project a little bit further this year in that um, they're doing a writing class at the same time. So this year we uh, kind of broke off the writing part portion of it. So they were writing it with some um, editors from CTLI came in um, and helped give them some of that um uh, pointed skills for that particular type of writing and then the animation is like split off into the animation class so we're kind of like spreading the work 
into those other courses where um, those skills are being developed. So not like a redundancy of that, of that, but a co- collaboration across. Um, and then in about uh, um, at another week or so, we're going to have the actual posters printed out and we're going to, something different this year is we're going to do kind of a gallery down here um, in the library with some of those posters so they can see the final project. Anybody can come by and see those and see the AR and um, look at the um, related Instagram post as well. So kind of that last um, reflection piece and Part of that, I'm going to also have students write their artist statement about why they were uh, visually communicating their assigned competency the way they were, as well as a reflection on how did they actually utilize the core competencies during the learning experience. So instead of just like, okay, we did it, and then we move on, having that moment to go, okay, but no, really think about not only your own competency, but all of them, and how did you use them in this project? So, you know, a short reflection, but I think it'll be a nice little full circle moment for them to take a pause and think, okay, well, yeah, so how did I actually do that during this? Yeah, some some metacognition there. Right. Yeah, exactly. Oh, that'll be very interesting to see. Yeah. Okay. And Sienna, what about for you? What else is up and coming? So um, like I said before, I'm working with the student ambassadors. And so something that we are in the process of integrating is a bit of a self-assessment for the ambassadors. So they will, um, at the beginning of their time with us, um, kind of self-assess where they believe they are at with these student core competencies. And then by the end of their time with us, then they will self-assess again and kind of see where they've made that growth and then develop some of those examples to be able to then again, like communicate to employers how they've developed those uh, throughout um, their time as an ambassador. And then additionally, this isn't really a project, but something that we're working on is just bringing the student core competencies to the students more. Um, So I imagine over the next year, we'll be uh, coming up with innovative ways to uh, get the student core competencies out around campus and demonstrate to students the importance of the competencies not only in the classroom, but through things that they're doing outside of the classroom, because that also is developing these uh, skills as well. You know, one other thing I was thinking about when we were talking about that is our our second years um, do a capstone project in their final semester. So this is really a passion project and it's a full semester long um, project that they are guiding. They have a mentor that helps them uh, with any barriers or to help them stay on track with their project management. Um, But that we're doing an open house. It'll be called Digicom. So you can keep an eye open for that. But um, I think it is a really good example also of students using all of these. So they're, they're, figuring out what that passion is. Usually it's based off of this is the area of the industry I want to go into and I'm looking at job postings and I'm seeing kind of a gap in my skills here. So this is a project I can use to um, address that gap in my knowledge. And then I'm planning it out. I'm breaking it down. I'm working on it throughout the semester, um, all with kind of my personal learning goals in mind. And, um, you know, a lot of the times it falls into some of those domains because they're 
they're like, uh, inevitably a student will get to some point, because this is something they haven't done before, where they have a barrier, like they're stuck in whether it's like they're learning or they don't know how to tackle anything or tackle that thing, not anything, (laughs) tackle that thing. So they've got to problem solve around it and critically think about like, well, what is that problem and how can I... um, you know, get past this particular barrier. Um, And then in that final open house, they really are communicating what that project was to people that it's like a drop in event. So communicating that to people that are there explaining like what this professional project was that I developed. Um, How did I uh, go about solving that? And because it's a passion project, that's a really big driver. So you can really see the students, um, you know, really excited about what those projects are. So, and again, although it may not be a you know, student core competency project in terms of this is what it is. But I think it's a good example of something we've been doing for a really long time. But if I look at this, uh, look at the student core competencies, I see, okay, yeah, we're really doing all of those things and helping students see those things um, when they're wrapping up that big project. Sounds like students in your program have a lot of opportunities to really develop and utilize these skills, but then also reflect on them, which Mm -hmm. I think is awesome. Yeah, we're the best. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you so much to both of you. This has been very exciting to hear about the projects that are happening, um, hear about the student core competencies and all the great work that's being done. Um, I think this is wonderful for both instructors and students to really um, learn about how they can use them and and articulate what they've developed. So thank you very much for uh, sharing with us today. It's been absolutely fascinating and very exciting to hear about all these projects and what's coming up. Well, I really appreciate you inviting me in. Yes, thank you. And it was great chatting with you too, Tanya. Yeah, you too. <laughs> this episode featured Donna McLaughlin as host and Sienna Uglum and Tanya Weeder as guests. Jordana Gagnon was our producer Ryan Robinson and Spencer Nelson were our sound technicians and editors. Thank you also to Kelsey Jansen, Daryl Benebeck, Janice Michelle, and Jamin Heller for their ongoing support and expertise. Our podcast is funded by Lethbridge College's Centre for Teaching, Learning and Innovation and recorded on the traditional lands of the Blackfoot Confederacy. For more information and inspiration, check out learninginnovation.ca. If you like what you hear, please rate, review, and follow us on your chosen platform. Thanks for listening and take care.